Hello and welcome to the QPR podcast. I'm David Fraser. There are four of us around the table. Uh, barely anything to talk about, so it'll probably be a very quick podcast. I'll do the introductions very quickly. First of all, the unsung hero <laughs> of Queen's Park Rangers. Star on the pitch on Saturday and currently on the homepage of the website, which has been airbrushed of anything to do with Steve McLaren I saw this afternoon on the news page. It's all like non So that's it. I, I, I'm in for Steve McLaren. Chris Charles. Hi. Welcome. Hello. Um, Paul Finney is also here. Very proud of our Chris. Very proud. It couldn't have gone to a nicer person. Well done, big fella. You deserve that mm. 125%, which is really stupid. So there probably are a couple of other things we should talk about before we get on to you and your Unsung Hero no. Award. But is it deserved, the... though? It's so deserved. <laughs> I liked it. I was very proud. I actually nearly welled up in the stand because it was like... Nearly. I, I know him. It's very where I know somebody who gets on the pitch. And um, Yeah, I, I feel very... like that every week. He looked very embarrassed. Yeah. I, I was. I'm embarrassed. You're talking about it, to be honest. But yeah. In that case, you're brilliant. I, you're my hero. Finally, <laughs> joining us from his sick bed. Yeah, he looks Slash dead. death bed. Yeah. Sick bed. Sick bed. Well, yeah. It's Clive from Lofferwords. Hello. Hello. Is it the Clive. flu or the cold? Is I it... think it... I don't know, but yeah. Start... You can tell if it's flu, it means you can't walk. Yeah. And you've got back pains. Oh, I've got my back hurt. Oh, yeah. yeah. But the, flu, flu. the cold is when you just think, I can still do it, but I'm going to whinge. Well, I thought I had to come in because, you know, obviously everything's on fire and that's when I'm, that's when I'm here. But do you feel like it's a flu of the cold that'll clear it up? Uh, I d- yeah, I just don't feel I'm looking at Lucas here and I'm not seeing any beer and I'm thinking, definitely, definitely moody for me. Yeah. It all like, started around the time that Michael Appleton got linked. So I'm not possibly, <laughs> possibly let, 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 connected. We have this big elephant in the room called Steve McLaren was sacked which we, must, which we must get onto very shortly let me tidy everything else up first also who is not here who is not here who is supposed to be here is Sean Walsh oh not Steve McLaren comedian dancer QPR fan probably the third one in the is it called triumvirate when you name three people yeah. journalists yeah the triumvirate of celebrity QPR fans of Mick Jones from The Clash Michael Gove and then Sean Walsh has got to be the third, the third one that closes that circle. Pete Doherty, but he doesn't go. Does Robert he? Smith doesn't go. Well, they go. I saw Michael go on Saturday. Yeah, about Gove goes because only place he can get any peace from. Um, yeah, from anywhere, I suppose. Well, he, he's in a mess. He's surrounded by idiots and a total mess during the week, and he wanted to see how quite Steve McLaren manages it all. Um, <laughs> but Sean Walsh is not here. We got he, we, got, we got Toby Young as well. He, we got Toby Young. Glenn Matlock. Glenn Matlock. Uh, we also have a bloke who was <laughs> celebrity fans. I watched Sliding Doors, that Gwyneth Paltrow film. It was mm-hmm. on TV on Friday mm-hmm. night. There's a bloke who's in it, who I then saw at QPR on the Saturday. The bloke who owns the restaurant in Sliding Doors, oh. if anybody knows that film. Anyway. Interesting they scheduled that ahead because they had it as a Brexit special for leaving and they put Sliding Doors on. Is instead. that right? Yeah. Ah. Interesting. Uh, so who, who else is a famous QPR fan? Well, Bill let Bailey. Me, yeah, Bill who? Bailey's good. Bill Bailey, Bill yeah. Bailey. Uh, Michael Nyman. Um, Sean Walsh is not here. He was going to oh, be okay. here. Back to the point. But there was a scheduling error for which he apologises. We record at seven. He thought we recorded at eight. Couldn't ah. make it. He did want to say one thing, though, which was give the job to Ainsworth. Okay. No. Um... Uh, the only other thing I need to say is thank you, Matt Mercer, for the beers. Tonight, oh, Matt. Which is much appreciated because I think Thanks, Matt, they're, they're much needed. Um, I have nothing else to say at this juncture Makes apart from let's talk about what has happened. So, let's talk about exes. Gone. Clive, you seem like the natural person to turn to in times ah. of crisis. We go for pancreas and come back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, as I, as I put on. Our site. I think he shot his. He was always on borrowed time. I think once we'd done what we did at the end of August and uh, brought those those four players in for him, um, because whatever anybody says about it, that was not what he was brought here to do. That was not the remit that he was given. Um, they panicked, as we said at the time after the start of the season. It's not unreasonable to panic after making that start to the season, but. 
that wasn't the remit he was given. And he put a lot of pressure on himself. It's fine when it's going well, but you can't, you can't demand that sort of player when you've been brought in to do something else and then win one of, one of 15 games. Um, but then you wouldn't have said that on Boxing Day. No, you wouldn't. Because it's it fine when the results are yeah, going well. Yeah. But, you know, again, he didn't help himself by flogging those players to death, did he? No. You know, I think Rangel played, what, seven times in the whole of last season and at 30, whatever he is, Ooh. six, was then asked to come in and play every single game in the championship. Saturday, Tuesday, Jeff Cameron, you know, 20 games last season, eight after Christmas, suddenly asked to play every single game. Picked the same team for every game over Christmas. He, you know, he flogged those players to death. I think the weird thing is a remit because the reason I think he put the wrong players in was after West Brom, uh, the total yeah. capitulation. He had to sort of think to himself, if I stick with these kids, I will, I will get relegated. Um, but then you look at some of the strangest seasons I look at is having Man United on loan, recalling him, not playing him, when clearly the midfield with Dan on their feet. Uh, Smith, whatever you say about him, is an impact player, young Smith. Big Smith, you know, we, we didn't rotate the players enough. His game management sucked big time. Um, proven by the fact on Saturday he wanted to sub Pav. They remember the placement <laughs> for Pav was on the pitch already in Bright Samuel, so his default go to sub wasn't going to work. And it's kind of like, I kind of, when he did that on Saturday, I turned around and went, he's, he's going to get sacked. That was the moment. Yeah, me that too. was the moment me on too. Saturday. That he's, was he's that. sacked. I would, I would just to jump it, it is a myth that he picked the kids in August and we lost those four games. He didn't. Little Smith played one half against no, no, Sheffield United. I mean, yeah, Bright got a half. Manning what, what got I mean is, 20 minutes. But what I mean is, that, you know, when you actually look at it, he was brought in to play the kids. He was, and, and he didn't. I, I reckon he turned around to the board and said, yeah, um, if I play these kids, we'll get relegated because he lost so badly at West Brom, we panicked. But, but they weren't, they weren't playing, though. Those ki- the kids weren't playing at West Brom. No. The only one that was no. playing was Eze and Kakai. Yeah, but you get the point. He, hmm. he, the squad, he, he then turned around... This is what I think. I don't know. I haven't got any evidence of this. Because I know people on Twitter are hot on evidence. I don't know. I wasn't in the room. But I presume he turned around to Les and Tony and said, we need to bring experienced players in, otherwise we're going to get relegated. I mean, bringing those four players in was obviously never part of the plan. Well, I mean, it probably cost less to bring them in than it would have to have got rid of McLaren at that point. Do you have a lot? <laughs> do you know how much them players are costing? No, I do, yeah. yeah I, know they're, I know they're between 20 and 30k a week, from each. what I understand. Yeah. Right. Each. We- yeah, so I'm not sure the maths would add up. It's about that. 100 you know, grand a week. We've, we've probably spent a million quid on Naki Wells so far. We've probably spent similar on Hemed, on all of them, to be to be honest, if they're on that, that sort of level of wages. So Which is the championship it wouldn't have cost as much as that well, to, get rid, what of I mean is, uh, to uh, get rid of McLaren. But what I mean is, that getting rid of him four games into the season after their previous track record would have just looked... Bearing in mind they're already, well, according to Holloway anyway, they're, still already, they're still paying him his contract. <laughs> so we're now paying, in theory, presumably we're now paying two managers not to not And to don't manage. forget Chris Ramsey's probably still a manager. And we're just... meant to be, you know, we're meant to be saving money. It's mental, absolutely mental. But it's yeah, I, I, I agree with you. That, that moment I turned to my daughter and said, he's gone. We were actually right above it because we had to go and get a four-mentioned thingamajig. We were put in the W12 club or whatever it was. Free food. I know, yeah. No, because we, I got Did sent. You? I got you sent. In the I got sent the menu with all the food, and I was like picking it all out, and then realised that we were going to get there too late from the walk. You so were I missed picking everything. out food from the menu, or you were picking at the food. No, picking, picking out food oh, from right. the menu in my head about what to have, and then but realised that because we it's, were doing do this know, walk, it's not fair, Chris. Because me and Clive get a lot of abuse of being celebrity fans, and I've never had a free meal off QPR. No, but I, I didn't get one. I think Clive does. I think it's just you, isn't it? That was it? Yeah, that's the whole point. You get as well, don't you? Celebrity fan thing. I've had it before, but you just I've just muted all of that now for my own. Mental well being. It wasn't a celebrity, the, it was because they needed us yeah, get easy access to us to get on the pitch. At the, time. the substitution on Saturday. So, I mean, I, I think he, he shit the bed when he heard the reaction from the fans and he changed his mind totally on did. the back. That's. But if you're a manager, you can't do that. You've got to totally. No, it just, it just. Ble- now, Daryl uh, still was talking to me on uh, Twitter on Sunday and pointed out, and this is fair enough. Rangel hasn't played for four months, so was only ever likely to maybe be able to do an hour. Mm. Uh, 22 does look like 23 written down. I, I think Pav, probably... Pav can cover right back no. and go up and down that wing. Badly. So that substitution, it doesn't not make sense. 
However, Pav got all the way across the pitch very slowly. They announced it over the tannoy before he started waving his arms around. And that is a substitution he makes a lot. He often puts... Default, even. He often puts Smith on for someone that can supply Smith. I was looking earlier, I think Smith's come off the bench 28 times this year, which is amazing amount of times to be brought on as a sub. 12 of them have been for Eze. Four of them have been for Pav. So he does often make that change. And when we were losing at Brentford, he took Pav off for Smith. So I think it's a bit of a stretch. I think... To pretend I, it was I, a saw, I probably believe that there was an error and that McLaren was making up for it, but I also think it doesn't matter. No. Like, nevertheless, even if you take it on face value that it was an error, well, that was a man who was panicked. That was a man who, like, very hastily, like, was just, just wanted these boos to stop. Yeah. So, like, even if you have made the mistake, I bet that happens every now and again and the managers just style it out because they don't want to look the fool that McLaren looked. And also, someone's responsible for that error of writing down the wrong the number. Thing, no, I'm not, and that's I'm, all part I'm of I'm not it. having that. The point of it that I made about where I was sat was because I was literally looking right down on top of him. And as you say, Pav was coming across the pitch and then the, the crowd went up and there was absolute blind terror in his face. And he was like... You could see it was etched on his face. It was like, Christ, what do I do here? And you know, like you said, how do I make this stop? And then was like, Right, Simon was ready on the pitch. And the subs, he was waving, waving frantically. It was that's when you knew that was the moment you knew. Even when things were going well this season, we've said on this podcast, and I've written loads that his substitutions have been poor. Even when we were playing well and winning, he makes substitutions way too late. Too few substitutions, too late. He's done that even when we were winning. I think what worried me about McLaren was when we had that meeting at the start of the season, which obviously everyone in this podcast, sorry to exclude you, weren't there, who's listening. But it was quite funny when he kept going on about the pride tradition of the club. He was dropping into the players and then was a, didn't really understand why everything was like kick up the R's and open all R's. It's like, oh, what's the R's for? Sorry, yeah, but I, I think this whole, whole whole thing with the fans, I think they've given him... I don't. There's been an uneasy relationship between the fans and him right from the off. You don't often hear McLaren's blue and white army. I think I might have heard We it haven't twice. done that for anyone for a long time, Lowen Furness. Maybe Oli for a while, but not many. Yeah, but... Uh, Certainly not with me, Floyd Hassel. But even, even, even when we were doing well, I didn't hear it that often. And I think that, that booing was just an outpouring because we'd given him a fairly easy ride, apart from those after that first four games. I think people... And I think Pitt, that was the moment when everyone... You know, because Pav is... Whether you agree or not, a fan's favourite, and and he's always the one that gets hooked. He's a trier, um, yeah. And 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 basically, I think that was the moment the crowd had just had enough. And Pav um, does get a lot of love for someone that you know often flatters to deceive and often yeah, goes missing in away games. Well, that's yeah. it for the rest, though. Yes, well, that's the, that's the problem. The thing is disproportionate. The amount of love that he gets for the. The, the the contribution I suppose he's made is slightly disproportionate. But I think also that, that, that if you actually look at that back four, you've got an older form Bidwell, you've got um, he's he's playing Lynch and Hall together, um, and then brings back Rangel. It's kind of like it's a very strange to, defensive play. Mm, and, to, and McGuinness, who cost practically peanuts and who's not getting paired, absolutely battered. Hall. McGuinness is absolute crap as well to get battered by uh, someone like that. Well, I mean, I, the commentators I mean, always go on about he used to be the goalkeeper in Charlton's used him before they made him a strike. And I always look at him and think, well, he probably should have stayed in goal. <laughs> like, you know, he it was doesn't fine. matter, he battered him and but, he, he caused him problems. I mean, they did it you with can't the lose to Rotherham and Bolton. Well, you can, because we clearly at did. At home. Bolton didn't even get paid. As someone well, said, Bolton we lost and, to a team of volunteers. Bolton are on strike this, this week. Yeah. They haven't trained Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. We were on strike on Saturday for the good it You might as well quit where you're ahead, I suppose. But I also, playing, playing, what I didn't get, maybe you can understand, you, you do more things. I'm, I'm old, I don't do tactics, but you would be explaining to me, Luongo was a holding midfielder. Who had that bright idea? Well, I suppose he would tell you that it was because Cameron was ill. But yeah, what, I mean... It's poor, isn't it? And to, to Chrissy's point, I think the fans have been very understanding. There's been very little yeah. backlash against a manager that's won one of 15 games. I think everyone understood that February was a bit of a unique situation in the amount of games, the quality of opposition, some of the refereeing, some of the bad luck. He got, he got a fair crack of the whip, but the excuses ran out on Saturday, didn't they? Because we haven't got a congested fixture list. We're not playing difficult teams. He's just had his precious two weeks on the training ground, you know, that he always talks about time on the training ground. And as David says, you're losing to Rotherham and Bolton. Rotherham hadn't won away at this level for three years. (laughs) (laughs) Tactically, we didn't look up for it on Saturday. As soon as the whistle went, we we, we seemed second to everything. We seemed lethargic. I I disagree with that. I, I think the first, the opening 10 minutes, I thought we looked quite threatening. We had quite a few chances, hit the post. 
I, I thought it was a matter of when, not if, we were going to score. Did you count how many honest. times you give the ball away? Well, I'm, more, I'm yeah. more with Paul on this. I thought we, okay. were, I thought we were dreadful apart from, apart from Samuel. And it reminded me a little bit of the last time we got relegated from this league where oh, God. for the last half of the season, the vast majority of the players knew that they were leaving at the end of the season. They knew they were out of contract. They wouldn't, the fact that on that occasion, the club was in financial collapse. They all knew they were going. And whether it's subconscious or conscious, it must have an effect because they know if they get injured now, they're out of contract in the summer. That could be, you know. Ooh. Well, Hemet, he, he picked the entire. I mean, he, yeah, we, I'm not going into that. But, <laughs> you know, the entire back four, as Paul said, that back four on Saturday was weird. That entire back four is out of contract in the summer. Now, we were, thought it was weird last year when Holloway started picking Furlong and Bidwell as the centre backs for the last few games. But the reason he did it was because they were going to be there the following season and Anua and Robinson weren't. If you relying on yeah, people that know they're not going to be there the following season, you I get think, what you get on Saturday. No, I, th- I, I understood that at the time. I think the problem was that he did that and then we went on that horrendous run and we were getting sucked into that relegation scrap uh, pretty quick. I mean, it was one of those where you thought if you get to 50 points, then you do that. But for the life of God, love of God, not life of God, because we don't know if he existed or not, um, why are we playing against Rotherham and Bolton and playing one striker? It's like two teams that are so low on confidence, they probably went to the wrong ground, hoping they would, you know, the game would get called off, whatever. They were not confident. That, was it two years, three years, Rotherham had one away, yeah. whatever? Uh, Bolton are having a, a horrendous season. To be fair, the 90 minutes that they're playing is the least of their worries when you look at who's thinking to ban their club and etc 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 so to put one up front against two teams like that is just insane it's almost asking to be sacked mm. especially when it's Hemed who has provided absolutely nothing all season and it's probably one of the worst loans we've ever had in he, my opinion like I said he always talked about his team of men didn't he once he got mm. his precious loans in he kept talking about his team of men and they have let him they've let him down three of them through no fault of their own just because two of them are were flogged to death and that all, but Hemed's phoning it in. Wells has completely lost form. I thought it was telling that the only players that came out on the social media giving it the best manager we've best manager I've ever had. So sorry to see him go. Was uh, Wells, Cameron, and Rangel? And yeah. I think you know because they yeah. were they're his boys, they're his men. You know, I'd be, I'd be interested to know if people like. Scowen or Little Smith, are, Manning, are, Manning, are, are, you know that gutted to see him go. Players that will be here next season. Well, Pavel's watching Drake at the O2, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, he's probably uh, safe in the knowledge that Steve McLaren wouldn't be turning up on sixty minutes to tell him to go if, home. If only Naki Wells, <laughs> if only Naki Wells had scored that penalty against Birmingham, but he'd miss it as be- he'd miss it as before that. Then, Could have been all different. No, but I mean, for his should you be that? Definitely. Should you be? Should you be that far? Down against Birmingham before you start playing football. This is, you know, the other thing of like, Steve, no. you know, exactly. It was I mean, fun though, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's, it's just, well, I just don't get some of the substitutions, some of the tactics. I don't get. But then, who's who? Right, I know we're going to talk about it later on. But then you're kind of thinking you made a brilliant, brilliant point. I don't say this often about you, Clive, because I don't like you. Um, joking for everyone listening to it. Um, I do like Clive. When you said who would have had Holloway and someone would not have had McLaren and you're freaking right when you said that in the podcast a few weeks ago no one would have had both of them let's face it that, that, that's your dead man saloon isn't it for both let's be honest I'll tell you the what last, the, sorry, sorry I was I, just going to yeah carry on I was just going to say the last time that we picked Hall and Lynch as centre backs together was the Birmingham game when we were 4-0 down before half time so why would you decide to go back to that on Saturday in a game you had to win I mean there's even an argument that Furs Furs is a better centre half than he is a right back in my opinion should be Furlong Leisner and Furlong should be our centre backs I was, I was simply going to big you up because I was just Leisner saying that, 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 did tweet about McLaren by the way Oh, he did, yeah. Well, I was just saying that like, the, the, good, the only good thing about this terrible run we're on is that the Love for Words reports, I have to say, Clive, have been absolutely sterling, <laughs> sterling the last few weeks. You can just feel that anger coming out, done in a comedic way. Well, I had to leave on Saturday. I left at 2 0, and I never do that, but I was so just, I can't bear to I, say I actually it like watched that. you at the, the substitution because I couldn't miss you because you were bright red in the face, and I thought, <laughs> he's, he's going to end up in Mars. Because he sits near me, and I was like, you, you twist it around, I was like, that's it, I gave up. Life is not meaningful anymore. Well, Fly left. me to Mars. Yeah, I left. Um, I can't stand to see us like that. And the people sitting around me don't need me losing my, <laughs> losing my shit like that. It's a that, shame so. because you, you would like one of these... Every other team does it sometimes. This is what gets me. They make a management appointment that's kind of like off-centre, off-kilter, whatever. And it works. And you kind of go, okay, I can see why they did that. Like when the Republic of Ireland put Jack Cholton in charge, they had no idea it was going to be as successful as it was, but it worked out brilliantly for them and everything else there's all these people that come in and go do you know what but it never works for us it's like I said on Twitter yesterday we don't even get a manager's bounce because the wheels never go round to come off 
you know what I mean? We just we just stuck in this mire now, and it's like, is it Fernandez? Is it Les? Is it the cleaning lady? I think it's I think it's a structural problem. As I said on the last podcast, we say this every year. Yes, we do. Every twelve months, when there's a dismissal, whenever it is, we always say the same. And we never we never move anywhere in the league, which tells you that the manager isn't isn't the full problem here. And I think I think it's a structural problem in that you've got two people running the club day to day, who. Who's and Ferdinand, who try to set whatever you want to call it, the ethos or whatever trendy word you want. You know, this is how we're going to be yeah. as a club. But the last two managers, they've had no say on their appointments and no say on their sacking. So the day to day, you've got these two guys running the club and, you know, that just bundles on for a few weeks. And then Seagull management, someone flies in from above, flaps around and shits on everything, says, <laughs> oh, we're going to sack him and now you're going to have him. And they just have to deal with it. Like if they're, if they're running the club, let them run it. And if they're not running the club, then you know, you clean. get rid of them. See, you know, hot. Is that one of yours, seagull management? No, it's a term, isn't it? Oh, seagull management. You're right. And the, and the thing about it is you've got to let Les and Lee stand or fall on their decisions. There's sometimes, it's, I think, I mean, I'm, and I'm critical of both of them at times, and I'm probably wrong to do that, but it's frustration. They're, they're, they're being overruled. Holloway, um, Holloway wasn't their appointment. and Holloway was Ian Taylor's appointment. Let's oh, not yeah, forget well, that. Yes. Holloway well, wasn't their appointment and McLaren wasn't their appointment. See, this is the other thing. People say to, on Twitter, it's whoever goes and tweet, tweets Fernandez, he does what the fans want. He doesn't. He, he, will, he will respond to whoever's in his ear at the time. I've said this for years. If it's so-and-so, and I'm not going to name names, but whoever's in his ear will convince him it's the right thing to do. That's exactly what happened with Warnock and Hughes. Oh, yeah. He would, we were after Alex from Chelsea, whose agent happened to be Keir Jarabkin, uh, and instead of selling as a player, he said, well, what you really need to do is change your manager. And it, like you say, if people get in his ear, and I remember being on this podcast around this time last year where we, re- we were saying that McLaren was the studio guest in our away game at Fulham, and he basically treated the day like a job interview. He, w- he was desperate to make it clear how much he knew about all our players, all our young players, and what he'd be doing. And, you know, he never spoke about Fulham the whole day. We... He, <clears throat> Holloway was gone long before he actually was gone, from, from the point did, of Millwall away. And McLaren was appointed a long time before he actually I, was appointed. Did Holloway say, because Holloway was quoted quite extensively yesterday, I think he's gone rogue with, <laughs> with Talk Sport, which I didn't hear. But I, did I hear that he said, well, McLaren was in that job, in my job from about February? Yes. yes. And yeah. he's right, he was. <clears throat> he went to, well, he said that, that meeting we had, he'd seen every game from January last season. He did. Um, you so did. you could only and that, that if that doesn't underline any manager then nothing does although Holloway's probably been a little bit unprofessional in saying what he said and said he's not better when he clearly is um, well also, also Holloway keeps saying that Ferdinand wanted him to stay and I don't think that's true no and Holloway always said that um, QPR is his club and yet when he took over at Millwall he said he finally found somewhere where he felt loved so in terms of what's next what what, well, this is what de- do you this do this is depressing isn't it <laughs> I mean, do you if you're saying Les Les is the director of football, doesn't have autonomy, has not been given autonomy over the last two appointments. Well, we don't know, but we can presume. But we but know let's presume that. Let's presume yeah. that for the purposes of, of this this line of inquiry. You then okay, so give him the autonomy to appoint who he wants. It'll be Tim Sherwood. Sherwood, he says. Yeah, it'll be Sherwood. So then you would support that. I would bury my head in the sand and scream, "Please God, no!" I would support the idea that if you are going to have a director of football. Running the club, then he should make yeah. the, he should make the decision, and, then, and then fall on that decision because he's getting yes. he's getting flat now for decisions that he hasn't made. I mean, to be fair, we I got pulled at this yesterday on Twitter, and it was quite right, and, and it was fair dues that we didn't ask him enough questions about what his role was when he came into the podcast. But I wanted to focus on what he did as a player because I was under the impression he was probably we didn't sick. ask who Tony Fernandez. No, Les Ferdinand when he came on the podcast, what his actual role was? Did he pick managers? Did he not pick managers? Blah blah blah. And that's my fault, and I apologise to everyone. We, we didn't do that. We, we, we weren't there. We weren't, no, no, we weren't there. Which is why I <laughs> yeah. apologise yeah. to everyone for not doing okay. that, because I missed, and it's quite right Go to point it out to me, and I deserve every bit of flack I can for that. But Les is going to get the blame, Lee Hughes is going to get the blame. Give them the rule. Tony stays out of it, Amit stays out of it, Whoever's, the whole board stays out of it. Say, if it is going to be Sherwood, fair enough, let it be Sherwood. But Sherwood would cause an absolute... You think this fan base is split now? It'll be civil war. Well, I mean, if you read Dave McIntyre's tweets, I mean, he—he's—I mean, he's not, you know, advocating Sherwood particularly, but he's saying exactly what Clive said: give let Les make the decision. And if it is Sherwood, at least Sherwood, Les, and Chris Ramsey have all worked together as a unit and reasonably successfully at Tottenham. 
So you are leaning towards I'm a not, gilet state of I'm, mind. I'm definitely not. If I see him any, anywhere, that salute anywhere near me, I'm, I'm, I, I'm marching um, off to the crown and scepter. Oh, I am not convinced that Sherwood wants it. He'll turn it down. I think he would turn it down. I think a lot of... I think everybody looking at that situation, you've got to get rid of more players, you've got to cut more costs. It's a, it's a really difficult job to come into. Um, I... I be surprised if he wants it. The smart money would and be the, on at Appleton. Well, this is the problem. You look, you look down the list and it's just... Well, it's, 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 a, it's a depressing list. Lee Bowie, Bowyer is the latest one being touted. Oh, please, Chris, come on. Oh, God, no. No, in the standard tonight, Lee Bowyer has emerged as a front-runner, apparently. Come, come on, Chris. It's been <laughs> no, a, it's not, don't shoot the message. It's been, it's been that, a that, tough that, week. That, 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 that <laughs> it. No, it's going to be... What should the process be? Uh, right the, person for the right job. So, so, to me, it is neither here nor there who they appoint now this week as far as the end of the season is concerned. We never get a new manager bounce anyway. So we, get a flat we will either stay up or stay down or stay up or go down, but then, but then, regardless of who is appointed this week or not. So really, it's about making the right appointment in the summer. And on that basis, there is time. So don't rush it, is what I think. How about doing something thorough? How about doing a proper process and not just... Saying QPR are keen to make a quick appointment. I was just like Why? banging my head on the desk at that point. Yeah, yeah. Why? Take time. If, if you want them in they place for a month before the start of, say, of training, which is start of July, you want someone by June, that means you've got two months from now. To be Take your time and do it properly. The most obvious candidate for us, and everyone's going to hit me for saying it, is Kenny Jacket. By a million miles. Knows it's league, knows budgets, will stabilise, which is what we need to do. Why would he come? That was going to be my question. Doing really well at Portsmouth. Just a won job. a cup. Because the investment that everyone thinks at Portsmouth isn't at Portsmouth. He would be do better to come... Well, in my opinion, he would... I, I mean, I'd take the QPR job uh, tomorrow. I think... I get how all QPR fans would think it's a step up for him. I reckon all Portsmouth fans would think that's a step down. They're not particularly over happy with him. And he's not feeling the love. I imagine from when I've been down there talking to the fans. I just think... For what we need, he's a person of someone of that ilk. Because I went on Twitter today and said, oh, we want, well, by promotion, it's like, that's a dream away. We're miles away from promotion. And it's the worst thing that could happen to us is go yo-yo again. We need to stabilise, which is why it wouldn't work for Ainsworth, which is why it wouldn't work for so many people who've been tied at Appleton, um, Sherwood, just, whatever. Where is this Appleton link? Appleton. Where is this Appleton link coming from? It's, it's definite. It's but why, but why, who the, at the club has looked at that guy and thought he's the, he's the man for us? Just, what do we know about him? What do we know about him? Well, I he's, know that he's, he's, he did all right at Oxford. He, he did all right at Oxford, and from what I'm told, his Oxford team played quite good football. But I remember him at Blackburn, and his Blackburn team was basically ball out of a cannon stuff. Mm. It was old style Wimbledon, you know, Cambridge under John Beck, pump it down the middle. Just <clears throat> yeah, of course, but. I just, of all the, it just seems really weird to me that we've suddenly like plucked the, that name. The Crowley brothers. I mean, I mean, what do we do? Do we do? Do we go to that road? Do we? I mean, who, I mean, who would want the job? It's Ainsworth, isn't it? It's yeah, Ainsworth. We destroyed two <laughs> things on the basis then. that he's just he'll lost, want the job. He's just lost four of his last five games. So it's not all right. Ideal but that's not how you judge a manager. No, is I'm it? not saying he's, it is. He's got a lot of experience. I am a fan of experienced managers. He will be crucified. I don't well, think he plays his team plays the best football, do they? No, that's it's one. That's right. it, no, but is it you know is it a horse for a course? He's, you know, it's a horse for the right course. He's got experience and yeah. he has, and he's got three. And let's kill another legend. No, but even managers with experience, oh, I'm about to say this, and then I'm thinking of McLaren, tend to do okay, <laughs> don't they? Because even Holloway. Um, uh, job two, managerial appointment two, hadn't managed for a few years, but they kind of work it out, don't they? Managers with experience. And Ainsworth has got that experience. He wants the job. But he's never been out of that league. He's never been out of that league. But who do you get appointed? No, he's been, who do you think? He's, been in, he's now in yeah, but you know, tier three. He wasn't okay. He's not he been above that league. Yeah, so you're looking at championship and you're saying, well, he hasn't done that. And in, in fairness to, to Gareth, can you imagine... The pressure that be on him to... Because of what the club do, which is really unfair on everyone, they're even doing it now with the guy who went to the MLS. We overhype everyone. So it'll be return of, the, return of the wild thing, blah, 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 blah. Loses three games, everyone hits him. Because everyone's desperate for I don't necessarily agree with that because I think it would be like Holloway and that he would get more time than another manager would. Although he'd get four ju- games. We've just, he wouldn't. That's not true. Well, this manager just got 15. Like I say, and nobody gonna, a week if, ago nobody was saying he's got to go. Nobody was there wasn't a huge momentum saying he's got to go. He's so got to go what's, after okay, one so win what's, in 14. What's Ainsworth done at Wickham that makes you think that he can? Well, he took them up. Last he took them he's, up. He's won a promotion. He's to and, he, and he was in, within the fringes of the playoffs earlier on in the season. 
They've dropped like a stone okay. recently, and they're I think they're two or three points. They're on off, a bad they're on a bad run, zone. but they are yeah. a level higher than they should be. And he's he's used to working on a on a low budget. I'm not saying that I would necessarily no, no. go for him, but you know, it is a manager that has achieved something well, with, with no money. And so that would be the fans' choice, would it not? As I said last time, I was under your dream of them making the left field transformative appointment, you know, the, the, the Wagner type at Huddersfield, you know, that nobody saw coming and comes in and completely transforms the club. But you just don't see QPR being able to do that. And is that whose fault is that? Is well, that Lee Hughes, th- Well, as we've Tony said, uh, they haven't appointed the last two managers. They tend to go for a name. And you Who just saying appointed the last two managers? Tony Fernandez. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's, I, I, and that's why I it's, all, that's you know, it's always right. it's always a name. It's a name you've heard of. It's another old soak off the managerial <laughs> merry-go-round, isn't it? You know, what, so if, what if Neil Warnock gets sacked by Cardiff? Again, would you have him back? Yeah, of course. But of course would. Would he, it's not going to happen. Would he take it? Yeah, he would take it. He, no, he's also the most expensive man. He, last year, he was the most expensive manager in the championship. Unreliably in time. Oh, in the championship. Neil Warnock is a very expensive manager for a club of our means and at the level. He knows how to make money for himself. <laughs> so I, I'm not. Even if he was to lose his job okay. at Cardiff, I'm not sure that would be a realistic. See, Clive's convincing me about Ainsworth, but I just I'm not because that's not necessarily who no, but, I would go but for. I just, but but okay, the idea well, who let's, would let's, you go let's, for? Let's, let's, I don't know. Let's throw. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I'm not going right, to. I'm not going to sit here and lie. Let's throw another two names there: Joey Barton, Clint Hill. No. Chris, after the Lee Bowyer thing, I'll let you off with that. But <laughs> I, 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 I'm asking. I'll tell you why. Clint Hill, yes. No, no. Clint Hill, no. Because it's no different. Clint Hill is no different to Joey Barton in answer to that question. Take the personalities out of it. They, what, they have done nothing as, as managers That's yet. true as So well. they I are wonder, too early in the managerial career. Do, so other, no. do other clubs or, like, go after former players quite as, much. quite as sort of hungrily as we do? No, no it's, it does, it's really good PR, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I don't think we did as much before, but I think that was... I mean, bringing Holloway was, like you say, a Fernandez it was appointment. A P- something PR you can appease the, no, appease no, the fans. No, but the Ainsworth appointment has a bit of everything in that he is a, an ex-player, so the fans would like him. He is an ex-player, so he would like the job. But he does also have experience and has a level of achievement commensurate with what you think we p- could probably get at this time. Maybe, but who, all right, who else is out there in lower leagues, Clive? You've got knowledge of these. Who, who's out there? Well, like you said, the Cowley brothers at Lincoln. But again, if you watch Lincoln play, their football is pretty pretty rudimentary. Now, that's maybe that's thing. just what, you know, but they get again, results. maybe that's horse recourse and they get results. But in the same way that Ainsworth's never managed above League One, the Cowleys well, have never managed football, above League Two. But his, his football is... Yeah, it's lumping so, it up to Akin yeah. Fenway. So rather than, OK, don't talk names, talk... Process or whatever the term is. If you're in charge process of club now, this be good. If you're in charge of club now, Tuesday morning, he got sacked on April Fool's Day. You're right, Neil. Our engineer there's just playing with. Oh, look at the size of that. He's got a crispy cream donut. He's got a crispy cream donut that he's yeah. tucking into. I was wondering yeah. where Chris was going with that. I was worried. Um, <laughs> I couldn't see. What What do you do now? Tuesday, there's a game on Saturday. Well, we've lost the next two games anyway, haven't we? We'd lost, we'd lost them anyway. Oh, we're not going to win at so night. Listen, if John Eustace can't inspire them, I don't know who. <laughs> so what do you honest. do? What do you do? Do you do caretaker someone to the end of the season? Then appoint? Do you appoint anyone quickly? What, what's the take process now? I, wouldn't, I would not be making take a quick permanent appointment. I think take your time. Take your time. There's ages. Chill. Do it properly. These football people don't do things properly. They just appoint their mates. They have a little chat. And a little chef on a lay, in a lay-by, and then they appoint little them. chefs. Do mostly, I know. I noticed this in the A1. Little chefs are now normally sex shops in the A1. Just yeah, the, <laughs> I, I drove up to Leeds the other day. There's a lot of them. What you're say. There is a lot of them. Yeah. Just lo- that must be for lorry drivers. Did you make a few right? stop-offs on the way? I didn't make any. I, was I pulled with my in. Good I lady quite, wife. I, I, was pu- I was pulled in. I was pulled in. I was quite surprised. Pulled um, in. Yeah. Oh, pulled by in, the way, you were saying before because it was on April Fool's Day. You were saying what content... I was going to do that as my R's end, but yeah, I wonder, I wonder what April Fool's the QPR media team had planned for uh, Monday before deciding to... Uh, hey, Steve, to just, come to, to work. Le- ...to leave that. I mean, what, I mean, the predicament we're in, what, 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 you know, what is going to win over... Make the fans laugh at this stage. <laughs> Not um, a lot. The, 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 Not like our April Fool, which was absolute genius, Richard. Oh, yeah, we did an April Fool, didn't we, for the live podcast. We said no that, one's seen through that We one. said that Jose Basingua was going to be our guest. Which he most definitely is not. Please bring chair and rope. Sorry, what? What's what now? What do they do now? They and who does it? Slowly, slowly, slowly catch the monkey, as they always say. I 
think this is saying. Probably not. Um, just take your time. Make sure it's right. This appointment, more than... And we say this every time, but this is really crucial. We've got no parachute money. We're going to lose 10 million or so off the budget. We've got absolutely zero chance of bringing in big earners anymore, which is not necessarily a bad thing. So with financial fair play and all the restrictions... And talk the club up a little bit. Stop looking at the negative. Look at the positive when you bring a manager and say, what can you do for us? Can you take us above the 18th and 17th and 16th and stop losing this game, that game, whatever? Bring someone who's got enthusiasm who can lift the fans. War- lift the uh, Warburton's one name on the list that we haven't mentioned yet. Not necessarily would be my pick, but I'm just sort of throwing he it out there so we Forrest haven't discussed. And yeah. he managed Glasgow Rangers. But Forrest are one of those clubs like us in that they sat their manager every year and they're just 12th. They were 12th before they sat him and they're 12th now. anyone at, in, at Rangers. I don't like Rangers. You can't judge anyone. I don't like there because they're not. I don't like Celtic the either. They're not, they're, for the, they're not a normal club. Are they? No, I don't <laughs> like Celtic. Are, just for the sake of the podcast, where I come from, I don't like Celtic or Rangers. Don't like either. But Warburton, nah. He might me. want a bit of dough as well. That's the thing. Please, Chris. He's been out of work. He's that. been out of work. For Very a good. No, Get he, a rise he, out of he, us there. Yeah, he, he did. Good. He did. He, he, he might not be the bread. Didn't he make a fortune in the city before? He was. Yeah, and to be fair, he's. Someone I don't greatly know a lot about, except that he bombed at Forest and he managed Rangers, and I don't like Rangers. Okay, I well, think the, the, mean, the flip side. He got Brentford in the playoffs. That's exactly, also true. Yeah, but mean, then what about Derek McGuinness then, the Aberdeen manager? Yeah, I wouldn't say no to him. Okay. The flip side to this, though, about taking your time is if we lose our next two, which is closer. We probably will do. Uh, Rotherham, by oh, some what? miracle, win their yeah. next two, and another couple of the others do, and suddenly we're a point or two points. But my argument is, what difference does that make? Because you've got Mickey to Morrissey. make a long-term appointment, and it's always it's a complete uh, gamble bringing someone in short term to give us a bit of a bounce and two wins. So. It's sort of, and then all that will happen is you'll end up spending, getting a manager in on three quarters of a million pounds a year. It won't work. And then if you're going to get relegated, you're going to get relegated anyway. And then you've got a very expensive manager not set up to to manage us next season. So you've almost got to be quite strong and single-minded about it. Sort of what will be will be this season. We will probably stay up. But you can't bring in a manager just to try and get us... Six points from the next, however many It's pretty many clear games. after Saturday, we're basically reliant this season on Rotherham not winning three of their last seven and games. We've probably and done enough. And we have done them. enough by Boxing Day, which is an absolute but, but joke. They're you, running. Can you honestly see us winning any no. of our remaining games? Yes, because like? we're weird and QPR and we beat Leeds out of 15 games and we'll probably weirdly win on Saturday. We, will, we won't win. We Are won't, you mental? We won't win well, again playing like we did against Rotherham. Our only win in 15 was against Leeds. There's no way we're going to beat Lloyd Saturday. <laughs> Rother- Rotherham's running is Forest and Villa at home, Stoke and Swansea away, Birmingham at home, West Brom away, and Middlesbrough at home. So it's, it's not an easy running. And, who, and they've, got, they've won two of their last 14. So who else can catch us? <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because Bol- Bolton, Bolton and Ipswich can't catch it. Yeah. So, so it's all down to the I third I would bottoms. go for a mini manager bounce. I would appoint someone as a caretaker manager to the, the end, end of the, the season. season not John Eustace or someone in the club I would bring someone in just anyone in to sort it out Mark Bertram's as good an idea as anyone else well Bertram and, and Chris Powell and the season. A, Chris Powell and Bertram as a team well, Chris Powell was there on Saturday apparently he goes there quite often but he was there he's a QPR there. fan that's he's right. a QPR fan he's just been let go like, I would bring someone in like that because they'll give it as good a go about as anyone else but also don't be don't be taken in that even if they do do really well, that's necessarily the long term. Well, Man United never had an idea about all these souls go, did they? They just got them in and it, it do, seemed to work. That wouldn't happen. I mean, do we think there's a financial consideration to it? Because we've spoken before many times about the amount of staff that McLaren has. So presumably, if you're sacking McLaren, you're going to have to sack exactly, that's exactly, all of yeah. his minutes. I mean, on Saturday, it really brought it home to me. There were four people on the Bolton bench in coaches' tops, including the manager. None of them had been paid. And there was the usual dozen for us. And I wonder if, you know, they might have to go with Eustace because they're, already, they're still paying Holloway. They're now still paying McLaren. Do you, can you afford, you know, to bring someone into the end of the season? Or do you have to go with, with Eustace just because he's there? I think there's a figurehead. I would, you, you probably would keep that coaching staff there. Well, you bring in a manager. You, you just it'd be want to lift them. It'd be interesting to know what they all do, wouldn't it? But then again, saying that, you're kind of thinking their loyalty is always going to be to the guy who brought them in, like McLaren, and that would not inspire me to, to get through. I, I can't think of an example off the top of my head where that's worked, where they've sacked a guy, left it with 
his assistant and it's gone well. Are you going to... People are going to probably hit hammers. It's like Terry well. Connor. Do you remember Terry Connor at Wolves after they yeah, sat yeah, on yeah. Mick McCarthy? <laughs> yeah. Mm. People are going to hit us with it on Twitter tomorrow and say there's this, there's that. But I'm sure that... Yeah, I'm sure they will. Yeah. But I can't think of anyone. And I think... Well, was Mike Walker an assistant at Norwich? Or have I... I'm completely right, right. During, the, during the war? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, maybe I've made that up. My chippy. Yeah. Um, I think that... that yeah... Take your time, but get maybe Birch and Chris Parlin as, as a kind of a thing to keep us going to the season. There's enough experience between both of them. Uh, Birch knows the players. Chris knows reasonably. He's never been properly given a go. Give him a go, see what happens. And then next season, make sure you get the right appointment, which can <laughs> help everyone go forward. Because I, by Christ, we can't keep sacking people. It's a ludicrous thing we're doing. Well, ludicrous. you know, as we said, they did sat- he have to go though? They said, uh, despite we, we had to sack people, but, but did did he have he, to go? He on looked Saturday? like he lost the players, a crowd, and I don't think he lost the players. But if he, you know, sacking, well, sacking someone, I don't know. I'd, I'd be I'd, rigid if they let that midfield boss me around like that. They, they were Saturday. playing for him against Leeds. I think. Well, one, one player. I think one win in fifteen, and you lose at home to Rotherham and Bolton. How are you turning that around? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying it. I'm no, no. So the answer to that yeah. question is yeah. yes. But also, sacking someone without a plan of what to do next isn't isn't over. Well, the plan of what to do next was do something without him being the manager. Plans are really the plan was he's not the manager anymore. Yeah. And it, that's as far as, 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 far as the plan. So what, you wouldn't have sacked him. Right, can you imagine? Immediate effect, he's left the club. Now what? You wouldn't have sacked him, Clive. Possibly not. Unless you're someone lined up. Because as we in. said, you know, look at who we're talking about coming in. They, the statement on the official website was talking about, well, you know, he's not going to be here next season. They'd already decided he's not going to be here next season, so we need to start the, the search now. But then, like I say, you look at the list of candidates, I just find it really depressing. Well, what con- sort of contract was he on? That's what I want to know, because I, that was my first thought about how much is actually going to cost. They call it roller contracts. Lee Hoos was he on a rolling off, contract? Lee Hoos always year? talks oh, about... Lee Hoos always talks about managers being on... He uses a phrase like effectively a one-year rolling contract. Right. So he always makes out that there's 12 months. Everyone has 12 months notice. So you have to pay someone. When you sack them, you have to pay them 12 months, which is why Holloway's still being paid, presumably. So if we had sacked McLaren after four games of the season, we'd have only had to pay him until... Well, that's what Lee always says. He always says there's always, there's always a 12-month payoff at any point. Okay. Whenever you get rid and of them. The other point Which I'm I guessing to make... is the best part of a million quid, I'm guessing, or somewhere between half a million and a million in McLaren's so case. What's, Chris, what would you say about Sherwood? What puts you off about Sherwood or what makes you think this could work with Sherwood? There's a knobhead. Okay. <laughs> and you're not called Chris. That was my impression <laughs> of Clive there. Um, yeah, well, I he's thought it sounded quite good, actually. Um, I, I just think he had a disaster when he went to Swindon. I mean, that's a, that's the, you can only, you're only as good as your last job. Um, and he went over there as, you know, around the time he was touted for us, took over as, he had some stupid, I don't know if he was director of football. Yeah, but McLaren didn't have a good time. But essentially he was managing that club and, and, well, McLaren hasn't had a... But, yeah, um, so that would be my first point. And I I can't get beyond that saluting in the dugout, to be honest. I I just, every time I think, and and the gilet, it's just... You can't not give someone a job on the basis that they wear a gilet. No, I think you can. (laughs) I think you can, to be honest. I'm a Christmas. <laughs> Clive, well, apart from the fact you think he's a knob, um, what, what scares you about his reputation, his behaviour? He just thinks he's a lot better than he is. Okay. He's, he, nobody, rates, nobody rates Tim Sherwood more than Tim Sherwood. That's um, going to be one. Tactics Tim. Yeah. I think you have to mean what you say. And if you say Les hasn't had been given no, yeah, the appointment course, yeah. you have to back him and if he you, your, your one sense would be Les would not be interested in Gareth Ainsworth but he would be interested in Tim Sherwood and if you're saying it's got to be like like stand up be counted shit or get off the pot or whatever the phrase is if it's Les's decision <laughs> if it's Les's decision he has to make his decision and if his decision is Tim Sherwood then Go for yeah, it. I think you have, that, you have to back that. I think that's fair enough. But the Tim Sherwood at Tottenham, you know, it was a multi-million pound club. A great. So you're comparing cool. apples and oranges, aren't you? Which yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but he's coming here without a pot to piss in. You know, as Clive said, why would he want the job? Why would anyone want the job? I don't really. think he does want the job. The only reason, reason, your only, reason, reason, only people who want the job is either somebody who's desperate to get back into management, like Steve McLaren was, or somebody who wants to get another rung on the la- rung on the ladder, like maybe Gareth Ainsworth does. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Why? Why would you take it? Yeah, I saw Dave Barton on Twitter before we came on was 
mentioned Lee Johnson at Bristol City, which you would absolutely love Lee Johnson here, but why on earth would he? Why yeah, would he, he, would, he wouldn't get the time anyway, because he took a while to turn that place why around. But anyway, the thing is, going back to what we said about Sherwood, David, you haven't really had your say on Sherwood as an individual. What do you think? Have I? Not? I just yeah. said you got to back him. What? No, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You as a person. Thinking. He's got the Mark Hughes's about him, doesn't he? Definitely. Like he'll he'll be interviewing the club. That he's that sort of character. Your meets mine, or yeah, no, I'm not keen on it at all. But but then it means Ramsey will probably step up to first team coach because they, they can keep it in house a little I'm bit. I'm not keen on it at all, but I do think you have to. Tony Fernandez can't recruit managers. That has been <laughs> proven. Time and time again. So keep him away from it. It is not Tony Fernandez's decision. <laughs> and I decision. think that's a fair point to make, and I think that won't be happening this time. But which is why they have to get. So it leave right. it to your director of football. I, I agree with use. Clive. Leave it to your director of football. He is there to recommend the strategy. Leave him to it. But don't do a typical football appointment. Take your time. You've got a month, two months to make this appointment. Get it right. See who gets fired from other jobs or moves on from other jobs at the end of the season. And the good thing about it as well is if anyone can unite the fans, it's Les. And if Les gets this right and kind of can use that to unite the fans, because these our fans desperately need uniting. I mean, Twitter's just like a minefield of absolute shite and the arguments are just horrendous. They even even you I'm around. shocked. They follow you around a bit, don't yeah, they? Yeah, like a... Thinking third. Uh, on it's, a, it's an interesting test of whether uh, that Batia thing at the start of the season was, as we suspect, just a PR move. You know, was. when things were going badly. Well, there is no evidence to suggest it wasn't. Right. Well, you know, it's certainly what, what if, has Amit Batia done? Said. Well, we'll see, won't we? That's what I'm saying. If Fernandez is picking the manager again, then that that shows. And one thing we've got to say about Fernandez, we're like, yeah. he's not evil. He's not going to destroy the club and take it into oblivion by trying to do what Bolstrol did. Uh, or, he won't intentionally yeah. do that. And I think That's it's, a, okay. I think his heart is in the right place, but he's got to take it away from himself and take himself out the far line, which is why he brought gone back to Amit, which is why Amit was put in there. But Amit's not But does really... it matter what his intentions are? Someone once said to me, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, which I think means if, you're, if things are going to pot, it doesn't really matter if someone's intending to do it or not. No, no, I You're a walking Same. quotations book tonight. But then again, saying that, it's, it's just, I just feel, it's just, do you know what really, f- I was going to say, and then he swore, but I, I realise I'm going to be here tonight and not swearing. Really upsets me is that I, I knew the day that we got taken over by billionaires and the first time and everything else, if any club can absolutely piss us up against the wall, it's Queen's Park Rangers, and we have. And I just want to be proved wrong. So maybe going back to basics, being a wee bit skinned, but I'm not sure that Sherwood. And Appleton are the people who can make this this thing work with, with no money and everything else. There's no evidence to say anything else. And that's sad because we deserve, as fans, six months of just going back to being fans again, having a, enjoying Saturdays, going to football, having the crack, enjoying each other's company again. Instead of fighting like cat and dog on Twitter all the time, everyone's an expert and we know nothing really about what's going on. We need to just have a rest from the absolute meltdowns that we have week after week, day after day, when basically none of us know what really is going on, and that includes the board. We don't know, and they freaking don't know. I suspect when they're talking about what they're going to do next, they do not have a clue. No. I suspect they are shrugging their (laughs) shoulders. Like when That was exactly how Holloway got appointed. As it turned out, it was a semi-okay appointment, but that was just a guess. And a shrug of the shoulders. That was an appointment that, to be That loved. was an appeasement. That was that. That was basically. That was, can't think of anything else to do. <laughs> we need to get a motivator in. We need to. We need to make some of the, that will make the fans happy. Ian Taylor, what do you think? Or whoever it was. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't into it. Like, no. It's like this, Tony. Bring in Holloway. You'll be loved. You'll all be loved. He can turn it around. Yeah. And that's uh, it. end. Ours end. Ours end. Mm. Any calls for the final comment? Shall I talk about something completely different? Yeah. I've heard that somewhere before. Live podcast. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. This isn't completely different now. Bring your rotten fruit. (laughs) Bring your gallows. If you've never listened to us before this season, you might not know that we do a live podcast at the end of every season, which is basically this, but in front of a lot of people and everybody that room is full of QPR fans. We come down, we have a laugh, and we have a special guest or two or three or more. Um, this will be our eighth or ninth one, something like that, and it is confirmed for this year. We've had a few disasters. We've had we had one disaster, we absolutely one, shocking, which was the Christmas one. There was more curtains than there was in the audience. Yeah, there was. Mm. I think you were there. 
But apart from that, it was Don't very good. Me. Last it, it year, a... last year we sold out, mm-hmm. and it looks like that's going to happen this year because tickets have been on sale for one week, and we only have fifteen left. Unbelievable! And we haven't even announced who the guest is yet. It's like Glastonbury, isn't it? I know. So it's on the eighth of May. I can't believe you just compared the podcast to Glastonbury. It's on the eighth of May. Bring your mud. Eighth of May, Tuesday, the eighth of May. That's the day after the bank holiday. It's at the Roundhouse in Camden, which I think we're all agreed is a lovely venue. Yep, best venue. Um, Come down, watch the podcast. I think the early bird is finished. They were a tenner for a while, and I think they've just gone up to fifteen quid. But there are only fifteen left, and we are announcing. Is that generally fifteen, or you just say let him announce it? (laughs) They are. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Can you stop slapping me? It's the first time I've slapped the you. Guest the guest is... Well. Can anyone do a drum roll? I'm that was a really delighted to announce that the guest for the live podcast is Ian Holloway. Hey! hey. What could possibly but we go are, wrong? We already what do that. Can we wrong? pretend to be shocked? Woo, really, David? It's Ian Holloway. Yes, but the people listening, Paul, All right, didn't okay. know that. All right, okay. Um, it's Ian Holloway. Um, Brilliant. He will be joining us on the evening. Uh, <laughs> Clive is chuckling to himself. There's obviously a lot to talk about with him. One stint as a player. And the second half of Steve McLaren. Uh, yeah, so that will be a, a, a 34-hour live podcast. <laughs> uh, that'd be really, really good. But there are hardly any tickets left. So if you want to come, go to the website, qprpod.co.uk, Buy the tickets. There are literally, as I say, 15 left. After that will be waiting list only. And at that point, I'm, pr- I'm certain we will sell out in the next couple of days. At that point, there'll be details about how you can join the waiting list. So go to qprpod.co.uk. I think there's a button there for the live and podcast. We probably will have another one, won't we? A guest. We um, are talking Kevin to Gallen, no doubt, will be there. Kevin Gallen has been on every single live podcast. So we promised a stint for Bob Hazel, which we should honour. We, we, we talked to Bob Hazel about it. You are going to ask him, weren't you? Yeah, I'm going to sit there. Um, uh, but Ian Holloway is our guest of honour. So if you want to come down, listen to Ollie. Uh, what do we talk about? Yeah. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Someone else's. Do you know what we can actually ends. do? We can just give a microphone, we can sit down, join the audience, and have a wee nutter while he's a speaker. We'll just leave him to it. I yeah. think it's the best idea. I don't think you're going to need a lot of questions. Yeah, we can just go down the boozer and let him get on with it. We're already in a boozer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> go on. Go on, Chris. Um, well, I suppose, uh, yeah, I, I, Tiger Feet. Talk about ten. your yes. No, I'm not. I don't want to talk about the award. Go on. Just Tiger Feet 10. Uh, as most people know, it's for the children's team for kids with Down syndrome who play for QPR. I think I did a tweet saying like, off the fi- on the field we're a shambles, but off the f- off the field you can't fault QPR, the community. No. Andy Evans and his team. It's the tenth anniversary of the community trust. The, the, the work they do, not just with the Tiger Cubs, but for people over sixty-five. Um, like for um, uh, I'm trying to think of the one. Got the word. Um, lots of other people um, in the community. They do a magnificent job. And the, the Tiger Cubs walk, Tiger Feet 10 was the sort of focal point of it on Saturday. We walked from the training ground to uh, Loftus Road. A few of us diverted to go and watch. Uh, Bert, Mark Bartram was on the walk with us. Um, then he, him and his kids, and a few of other of us went to Soccer AM where he took a few penalties and free kicks and stuff. And Sean Walsh was there too. Then went, went back to the ground and we had a guard of honour from the Tiger Cubs himself, which was very humbling. Um, and, and, and yeah, just a, just a, we've raised over 10 grand from this walk alone, taking it up, up to well over 100 grand over the 10 years. Fantastic. Um, and, can people and still donate? People can still donate. If you, if you Google um, Virgin Tiger Feet 10, you'll get there, basically. Um, and, yeah, a couple of shout-outs to Jimmy Doe, James Doe, um, who, who started with me and Ian, um, and also Big Colin, who went into every pub, brazen as you like with a bucket and, and filled it by the end of the walk so yeah thanks very much everybody I'm sorry I didn't make it this year very good I felt no, terrible cool. uh, which one of you lads wants to do your arse end I'll go first go on for a change I, there, was, there, was a, there was a tweet it's quite interesting that they were saying about the boardroom shenanigans and everything else and some people why don't we have a fan on the board I do not know one person I hate enough that I would recommend them to be the liaison officer between the fans and the boardroom. Because can you imagine the celebrity fan status would be out, the trolls would be out. It would be horrendous. The, the last That's not the reason not to do it. Oh, but can you imagine, David? Look, listen, whatever the reason is, we, you, you, I've had people ringing up my business 
Tell just them. have someone who's not on Twitter then. Yeah. And then just they'll to, be fine. To sack myself. It's a bit brilliant. It's like, yeah, it's me. Yeah, you need to get whatever. And also, because you, you, you've got the aggressive trolls, right? And then you get the passive aggressive ones who would quite happily walk you off beachy head. Do you know what I mean? In a nice way. And the people who are suggesting to have a father born will be the first people to say, see more faces. Ah, they're in with the club. What we need is a structure of a club that works for everyone. And we need to be united. We need to have one vision, one future and one goal. And whoever the next manager appointment is, that's what the club need to do, is get everyone together. Stop all the sniping and bitchiness and stupidity on Twitter and all social medias where we're just having goals at each other all the time. And I've done my first year of that. I've fallen out with an awful lot of people. But even I'm now saying we need to unite. We need to go forward. Next season is going to be horrendous for QPR. We need to get through it and we need to do the best we can. That was celebrity fan Paul Finney. There. <laughs> Thank you. Celebrity um, fan my hall. I drive a 15 year old van. I drive a That's really all old part car. of your act, though. Oh, That's all imagine? part of your whole shtick. Yeah, I'm a, a van I, driver. I'm a florist. Celebrity oh, fan. I'm not a florist. I drive. I, I don't do the florist. That's to someone else. That's Liz. From me. one celebrity fan. Can we put that on the another? Fingo card for the live pod? I think we should have a Fingo card, do you think? A Fingo? Uh, fingo card. Uh, Paul Finney bingo card to, to, oh, to, 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 fingo. to tick off the list. Bingo. Yeah. Fingo. Bingo, yeah. But you know what, as well, and I will say this, I went to um, Northern Ireland against uh, Belarus the other week. Tick. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And it's really interesting because... <laughs> Brilliant quote. Yeah. Even when he's yeah. on his deathbed. Yeah. 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 Anyway, and when people say you can't do much for grounds and you can't you can't redo th- yes you can. If you look at what's happened to Windsor Park, it hasn't got any used any more room, hasn't done anything better, and they've managed to put up to eighteen thousand. You can do things with all grounds. Oh God. <laughs> I, I, can I get your autograph? Please. You can absolutely. Are you go signing? And show are you signing? Sign, are you doing sign photos at the live pod? I'll, That's uh, what I want. I, I will make. do sign ciders right. in my favour. Uh, no, but it's nonsense. I mean, can you imagine if you were that person? Yeah, right. Your life would be a misery. Yeah, okay. You'd have some fifty-year-old weirdo going on Twitter, photoshopping you and everything from like the Gulf War to Gunners Ward, and you'd be hor- oh, don't do it, people. Unless you really hit someone, don't put them forward. What on earth is happening? I don't know, Clive. Uh, I thought well, it was quite good, actually. Okay, well, a couple of quick ones. One sad and one not so sad. Um, we got, I got a tweet this morning from Retro QPR, which is a good, uh, mm. it's a good account to follow, uh, that said, obviously, we all know uh, what Stan uh, is going through with the Alzheimer's, um, but uh, this terrible disease is also now affecting another member of the Forever Hours, Mike Barber, and they are asking people to uh, post messages of support to Mike so that they can be passed on to his family. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, okay. uh, that code is brilliant. By the way, do that. Would they follow uh, by retro, yeah, retro QPR are just asking okay. for them on Twitter. So I think that's yeah. Chris Guys and Martin Percival's account, and they are brilliant. That's yeah, a it's really, a great, really it's a great account, and that's that's sad to sad to hear. Um, and the the other one I was going to say, do you remember back in the summer we mentioned it a couple of times? We went to the training ground. The the infamous Steve McLaren PowerPoint presentation. Yes, remember it. Quality, professional, relentless. He called me a dickhead. Um, well, yes, um, <laughs> there were. He did have some good points. Yes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I'm just, you know, I'd always, I'd always sort of remember him, I think, as the PowerPoint manager. And I was watching, you know, obviously while that Sholek and Rangel nonsense was going on on Saturday, the reason that all these substitutions take so long is that they, they're going through on his minions down there are going through with the people coming on, on those iPads. Oh, PowerPoints God. about what, you know, what, where to stand and what to do when you come on. And I just wonder what, possible thing could you be taking Matt Smith through on a PowerPoint presentation because <laughs> he is the biggest one trick pony in the championship isn't it. it how many slides does it take to say go and stand up there if the ball comes near you head it towards their goal if they get a corner go back there if the ball comes near you head it away Clive, from our I've goal got it. that was about 12 seconds <laughs> no Clive, I've got it they were showing Matt Smith the Springsteen video born to run right <laughs> that was funnier in my head as, yeah, as per definitely. usual that was, as per <laughs> usual that's Sydney Grohl's fault for um, should we even do predictions for Norwich Oof. no feck off that's and we got Millwall is that first or is that next week Norwich on Saturday then Millwall no, I think suddenly Mr. Award doesn't even know our fixtures I think Norwich will be <laughs> I'll do instead <laughs> I will instead of, instead of yeah. finishing you've had your teeth fixed yes he's had his teeth oh, fixed oh Paul don't say that on the podcast <laughs> it's too late 
Well done, Chris. <laughs> not, not fixed. The, the bridge I had was broken. So I, it, it was, yeah, I was basically, either have to walk far. around with a gap, uh, a double gap in my teeth or it looks get, really get good, fixed. Chris. Oh, thanks. Really Paul. good. That yeah. You sorted out. They're not whitened, by the way. They've just, I've just had just new ones. You sorted it out under the bridge. Do you know what it is? Yeah. Do you know what it is? It's because Don't it's have that, any red that, hot chili peppers. Was that yeah. better in your bed? Your bed yeah. as well. Right. Instead of predictions for Norwich, because we won't bother with that, because it's going to be a big yeah. one. Could be just yes or no, will we stay up this season? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. I've just Chris? seen I'm in front of the yellow Norwich mic as well. Will we stay up? Of course we will. I hope so. I hope so. I, 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 I think we've got to rely on others rather than ourselves, though. Well, Unless yes, John Eustace is the saviour. Uh, let's hope John Eustace isn't useless. Hey. I think we'll stay up, Clive. I've, I've realised why I usually drink when I come on here <laughs> <laughs> over the last five minutes. Um, yeah, but probably not through anything we're going to do, like, like yeah. Chris says. Well, that's cheery. Yeah. I think this has been an amazing um, podcast. That concludes the podcast. Um, thank you all very much for listening. We'll be back next week, probably. It's been open all night. Good morning, say for the manager. UPR, UPR, Rangers.